uh, thank you for choosing to do what you're doing and staying doing it. Wow. I love that it's the audacious podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a lot of fun here. Keep, we uh, do doing what you're doing. Keep crushing, impacting people. And uh, you know, I got to tell you, your podcast is amazing. You know, being thank able you. to get on here, you're and just like, and have a wonderful day. You're because, such an uh, extraordinary yeah. consultant, which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Or you're thank just you. amazing in the work that you're doing. And I just thank think you. more and more people got to see it. And thank you, my friend. It's a, it's a pleasure being here. I really appreciate it. I love that. See, look at the extraordinary executive <laughs> high performance coach we have in Audley. Amazing, <laughs> audacious Audley. Uh, oh my gosh. Thank you. This is going to be so much fun. Welcome to a very special edition of the most audacious podcast the internet has to offer. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and we appreciate you for being here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. Whether you've liked, followed, subscribed, or shared, we thank you for your support and appreciate you for joining us on our journey. So, without further ado, here is the most audacious guy I know, Audley Stevenson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. I'm Audley Stevenson, and today we're celebrating a remarkable milestone in our journey. This is our 200th episode. Wow! Can you believe it? It feels just like yesterday when we started this audacious adventure diving headfirst into the world of professional growth, motivation, and inspiring stories. And now here we are celebrating this incredible landmark with all of you. Since the inception of the Audacious Living Podcast, we have the privilege of interviewing some outstanding, audacious individuals who have dared to dream big, overcome challenges, and make a meaningful impact on the world around them. From entrepreneurs and artists to athletes and thought leaders, each guest has shared their unique journey, empowering all of us to live our best lives with purpose and passion. They've left us all with some, they've all left us with some incredible lessons, awesome insights, and wonderful learning. And I've said time and time again that this podcast uh, has been an absolute blessing, and it's my privilege to engage in the conversations I've engaged in and, and bring such amazing content to our listeners. Having said all that, we're going to take an opportunity to revisit three key lessons gleaned from some of our past guests. With so many lessons learned, it was hard to narrow it down to just three, but we've done our best to highlight the ones that stood out for us the most. But just before we re reflect on those lessons, let's first hear from what some of our past guests have had to say. I'm so glad to be here on the audacious podcast with oddly i'm wondering how you came up with that name and first of all th you, you have such an infectious smile and personality oh, i can thank see you. why people would love working with you i think we had a better time chatting this time than we had the first time i think so well i think it's because we go way back now so no well, yeah we're, we're, we're a long time homies of course we go way back <laughs> well, thank you for being a soldier in the world negativity you know we are soldiers together in this yes. world negativity and we're winning you know, Absolutely. the tables are turning Matt, I'm super excited for this. Uh, I, I know you got a ton of energy and, and <laughs> lots of wisdom, so uh, I'm pumped for this conversation. 
It is a pleasure to be here. I love the name of your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So right. sharing these conversations, I know it takes a lot of work, but um, you're making a difference for sure too. So and thank you so much because I have learned so much from other guests on your podcast as well. And I just, I think that's great. And I, I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You're, you're helping so many people out with your, your voice and you know, the, your energy. Like I love your energy, man. That's awesome. I wish you well. I think what you're doing is a beautiful thing. So thank you. It's uh, great to be able to connect with an individual that's passionate about what he's doing and is just driving that right through, through what thank he you. speaks. Dude, if I had a thousand people like you in my corner, I'll tell you <laughs> I, I could take over the world. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. I, I love the work that you're doing, and I um, it's so important and so meaningful. And keep smiling. <laughs> Absolutely it's, it's well. It makes the world go round. I love it. So, you know, thank you for your inspiration and holding this space, doing the work, like, truly with your family, with your son, and showing up, man, and shining your light, brother. Appreciate you. Love, love you. Thank you for being a, a servant leader that you are and just shining your light, brother, man. It's, it's really amazing. And oddly, I, again, I just want to say thanks for letting me. I mean, I really am honored to be on your show. You. Your work is inspiring. You inspire me every day, and I'm grateful to, uh, for being here. Thank you. you the go. work you do is phenomenal. I love your heart. Thank you. And um, you're definitely here to be a catalyst in people's lives. Thanks. You're a beautiful human being. You have so much love and light in you. And I'm just so happy that I met you. And thank you for having me on. And the second he showed up, I felt like we were family. I felt like I was home. And um, when somebody can bring that kind of energy off a bat, this is somebody you want to be in, in tune with and in sync with. So oddly, I want to say thank you, brother. I mean, it's a fun. I love the organic conversation and the laughter. I, I know you put hundreds of hours, a ton of time into this podcast, and I landed on the seat across from you. So I, I treat that as an honor. It's a joy to be here. Uh, it's a joy to connect with you. I've been watching from afar the great work you're doing. Thank and you. I said, you know what? I want to reach out and touch. I see that big smile. So life is treating you well. That's always a good thing. Thank you. Audacious. Oddly. <laughs> How wonderful. It is magnificent to be here. Humbled and honored. Cultivating happiness often requires effort and conscious action. While some people may naturally have a more positive disposition, happiness is also a skill that can be developed and practiced over time. The conversations we've had on the podcast have been helpful, insightful, and very realistic. The, the, the happiest people are the people who lose themselves. They, they realize that the more you're a part of the bigger conversation, you don't think the world revolves around you. You lose, you, right. you, you realize uh, that, you know, that your really purpose in life is to add value to all of life, right? And, and, and think of how much of our unhappiness comes from thinking about our own happiness. <laughs> I always tell people, nice. if you want to be really unhappy, uh-huh. Sit around all day thinking about how to make yourself happy. <laughs> you want right. to be really happy, right? Lose yourself in something you really care about, mm. and you'll find that happiness finds you. It's like kind of like sleep, right? The worst thing you do if you can't get to sleep at night is think, "My God, I have to get to sleep. I have to right. get to sleep." The best thing you can do is actually forget about sleep and mm. just think about something else and before you know it sleep arrives so right. conceit is this kind of way in which if we're not careful 
we, 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 we keep trying to find happiness by turning inward instead of really joining the bigger conversation. Or some even thought I was not grieving properly, but they had no idea what was going on internally. What they saw was the outside, me trying my best I could to create a happiest life possible for the boys. We went snorkeling and we did right. things like we traveled around the world for two months because okay. I knew I wanted to create new and happy memories for them. Mm. That was my number one. Yeah. My, my North star, basically that was my direction. Um, but what was going on internally, there was still grieving going on. Yes. There was still immense sadness going on yet. I know for a fact that all of that can coexist. It's not the one or the other. That's right. the biggest message here. It's not right. one or the other. So, so many people don't allow happiness in because they think or feel it's inappropriate or they're not supposed to be happy. But we all are and we all need happy moments. We all need laughter and lightness and fun in the midst of all of that. You know, we need that. We're human beings. So a lot of people have learned to just suppress that or neglect that need because oh, you, you can't possibly. Yes, you can. Especially because if you want to define what happiness is, uh -huh. usually people come up with like oh i just want this much bank balance or this is what i want or this is how i want but but if you dig a little bit deeper into everyone's state of mind and then ask them to define the moments that were the happiest in their life is less about what was happening as a circumstance but more about how present they were and how much they were in the flow and enjoying and being fully present, mind, body, and soul. Right. Literally, they were intimate with that experience, whatever experience. And some people have had this in-the-flow, extreme intimacy with the experience um, in, in something that was happening really great in their life or in something like a near-death experience as well. Because even sometimes these near-death experiences can yep. change the way, yes. right? Because they were completely present in the moment. And that right. is the experience literally everybody is looking for, everybody is seeking for. Mm. I just want to experience this moment raw. Um, yeah. And that is what happiness is. In fact, that is how we humans are made. Uh, but we put an inordinate amount of focus as human beings on uh, the very small portion of our happiness that um, we think has more impact than it does. And what I mean by that is life circumstances. So we look at uh, the human happiness overall, where you are overall, about 50% of where you start is genetic. So if you have kind of miserable parents, you have to kind of overcome that and you can, there's the process called neuroplasticity. We can reshape our brains. Right. Um, pessimism has value um, to a point, you know, and, um, and then what we know about these data sets on human beings, because we've been able to track people across their entire lives. We know a ton about them. We know what they look like. We know where they live. We know what age they are. We know what their orientation is. We know if they're married or single or divorced. We know if they're educated. We know how much money they make. We know what their religion is. All of those things combined, and I'm saying this again on purpose, all of those things combined only account for about 10% of the variability of how happy someone is. And so that means 50 and 10, that means 40. And right. so that's where I try to refocus people is on the 40% that is our happiness within our control. And so people put a lot of 
conditions on happiness in that 10% segment of like these life circumstances. Well, I'll be happy when I get the next raise. I'll be happy when I get married. I'll be happy when I get divorced. Um, <laughs> I'll be happy, you know, when I graduate, I'll be happy when I get a new house. Not only are you kicking the can down the road on happiness, you're also putting entirely too much focus on things that really don't have as much sustainable happiness in your life versus the little things that are available to you all day long. Coffee with friends, working, making progress at work stuff, you know, all those little things that are they're right here. They're right here for us right now. The way I think about happiness is the same way that I think about fitness or nutrition. It's a practice. Yes. We have to do things consistently right. to focus on our happiness. Just like we have to, if we want to be healthy, we have to move our body regularly. Yes. We have to choose healthy food most of the time. And so for happiness, it's the same thing. It's like a muscle. So yes. you go into the gym, you exercise, you lift weights over time, you get stronger, right? So the same is true for happiness. We do things that make us happy. And over time, it's like our happiness muscle grows because the other thing that I was so surprised to learn about happiness is that I thought, I don't like feeling sad. I don't like feeling anxious. I don't like feeling depressed. Right. So Jillian, you're a happiness researcher. What do you, what is your skill set? Research. So why don't you figure out how to be happy all the time? Yes. Seems like a good goal, right? What I quickly learned when I got into the research is that it's impossible to be happy all the time. Correct. And so part of the other unlearning or like relearning, unlearning and then relearning about happiness is that we can't be happy all the time. That's yep. impossible. Right. And so once we understand that, it gives ourselves grace. There's actually research, um, sometimes in the scientific literature, it's referred to as like the dark side of happiness, okay. where people that set their goal as to be happy all the time, mm -hmm. they're less happy than other people. Podcast guests have consistently emphasized the importance of staying true to oneself, embracing individuality, and finding the courage to live authentically. Their stories have shown us that audacity is not about conforming to societal norms or seeking approval from others. Instead, it's about embracing our unique qualities, passion, and perspectives. Be the student of your life. Be really honest about what's working and what's not working. Don't hide it from yourself because you're not doing yourself a service if, if you're not being really open and raw with yourself, because sometimes it can hurt. Like when you really say, oh, I don't like that about myself or, you know, something along those lines. And that is a starting point. So when you talk about authenticity, it's really about that discovery of who we are within first before we can truly be authentic with other people. We have to be authentic with ourselves. And so what is authenticity? It's, well, really, who are you? And the more that you know who you are, the easier it is to be on the right path, the easier it is to be in a crowd of other people and engage in conversation, uh, the easier it is to be able to go to bed at night and sleep and wake up in the morning refreshed and ready to start the day. Right. And, 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 and what I find really interesting is that different individuals get to different points. Like we don't all understand that at the same point in time. And, right. and, and, and because we got, there's a bit of a journey, right? There's a bit of a process to get to that point. It doesn't just, you don't just wake up one day. Okay. This is me. That's there, there's some work. I wonder if you can sort of talk about how important that is to go through that. Yeah. Well, and uh, by the way, that a great point, we live in this society now where Amazon, for example, is great. You know, you get something the next day or even the same day, but when it comes to, uh, being able to find that right path, uh, to, to feel that confidence that you need or that, that sureness in what you're doing and who you are. 
It is. It's a journey. You know, I can look at all of those components and I can create an entire solution and a story around that that's authentic to that individual. It feels right to that person. The person's not trying to be Oprah Winfrey or, you know, uh, Tony Robbins. The individual is being themselves. And to me, that's where freedom lives. It's not about trying to be like somebody else. Freedom is being myself wholly, completely, rather than me trying to chase and be somebody else. It is so much easier being yourself. What it means is owning, like, what was my story? What happened? How did I respond? How did I show up? Like, all of these circumstances can happen to me. But owning my story is how did I respond to it? What did I do with it? What was my role in it? And so as I say this, and my my book that I wrote and things that I share is really coming from the space that, yes, this is what happened. This is the hand that we were dealt. My story is how did I get back up again? How did I find my way out of a very difficult situation? How did I respond? What were my wins? What worked? What did not work? What are like, and that's like, that's the, the vulnerability piece of like opening that up and letting people see you. And I know vulnerability is a really scary thing for a lot of people, but it is literally the only way to build connections and to build relationships with people is to let people see you. Right. We were in this world of time of social media where it's like, what I see online does not mean that's who that person is. No. Not at all. Vulnerability is like letting somebody else see you. So owning your story is, in my opinion, is like, like, what did I do? What worked for me? What didn't work? How did I find my way through? And letting go of those pieces of anger and resentment and frustration because they didn't serve me in order to move forward. And ironically, it helps. It helps you when you can learn how to own it. You can heal yourself. Yeah. Do all that stuff. Right. I don't need to do that. And furthermore. He doesn't want it. Right. <laughs> well, clear well, clearly he he's, 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 you know, he's, he's telling you that. And as much as he, he thought he did. And I think what the point, when I hear that story, what it says to me is that, you know, sometimes people aren't ready for us. Right. Yeah. As, as much as they, they say, hey, I want this. And they're not always ready. And we have to be OK with that. That's so important. Absolutely. We have to be OK with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And being OK with that requires work. And so that's what I do as a coach. I help people be okay with that. In fact, I help them really understand how it helps them become their authentic selves. And the, the way I use this, the way I do this is I, I talk about boundaries. I know boundaries is a big okay. buzzword. Okay. Something I heard when I was in my 20s, like boundaries means saying no, it means setting limits. But I really want to, to change the way we think about boundaries. Yeah. I want them to be more so... I am saying yes to myself rather than saying no to someone else. And if I think about it that way, if we think about it that way, we look at that guy who said yes to himself in my story, who ran away from me, said yes to himself. He was like, this is too much. I have never experienced this before. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I just have to leave. He said yes to himself. That's the beautiful thing. If you were to come into a room and be extra positive and spread that, that's beautiful. But for you to come into a room and spread, I'm just being who I should be. And it just so happens to be hella positive. For you to get everyone in the room to do that, bro, that's something totally different. Now you got a room full of people being their authentic selves. 
and that that's a different type of ripple. That's like a daggone tsunami right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's something about it. authenticity, man. But real recognize real. It's something about yeah. it. People see it and they resonate towards it. And it's it's just it's strong. It's powerful. Fighting through life's challenges is an important aspect of personal growth and development. Challenges and obstacles are a natural part of life, and they provide opportunities for us to learn, adapt, and become stronger individuals. And so really normalize those difficulties. You know, one thing I'm learning is life is not for the faint of heart. I mean, even relationships are so difficult. Marriage, so difficult, right? Yep, yep. But we have this like, where's the easy button, which that will limit you. So it's like learning how to not personalize some of the criticism or viewpoints or problems that you're in and learning to see it as a way to grow your resilience, which has to be in intentionally taught and learned and developed. We're not naturally yes. born with it. Yes. And really seeing um, adversity as a way to grow your character. I mean, do you know a person with good character that didn't go through hell? Oh my gosh. <laughs> If I use a, use acronyms sometimes, people will get it. They'll mm. respond to it. And one of the first ones that I came up with actually uh, in the, the, the series of one of my series of the process called The Perfect Storm was growth. And I said that that challenged everybody to, to really think of what growth was. And for me, man, that's a gradual reminder. Obstacles will test hope. Growth. I love it. Everything love it. that we go love through. Love it. Everything that we challenge with, every situation, not problem, every situation that we're tasked with, that is growth. That's an obstacle, which is an opportunity that is going to test our hope. And we all know, man, once we get that hope tested, two things going to happen. <laughs> we're going to fold up or we're going to rise up. And for all of us that are sitting here talking, all of us are listening, well, you rose up because you got right. through that situation. So, right. And you feel better about it. And if you go back and really look at it, and you break it down, guess what? It wasn't as bad as you thought it was. It's the seed to the soil. It's the plant. It's under the ground. It's the, it's the whatever's going on in the soil is dirty, it's rough, it's death, it's life. And then boom, you come out, it's like, wow. It's nice. You know? And it takes time. It takes a gestation period. When do guys usually get our stuff together? I don't know. Early to mid thirties, we start making that upward rise and then you start becoming. Yes. See, we're not made, we become. Yes, yes, yes. We're not made, we become. Yes. We have to take the, the low paying job and do, do the delayed gratification, you know, of the sweep up the floors, right? Hands and knees scrubbing, right? We got to go through sports and get our yes. teeth kicked in and, yes. and sprain an ankle, jump into ditches that are too deep that we thought we could make it. Right. Uh, Fall out of trees, you know, challenge our boys. Right. Yes. You know, we got to, you know, get yes. some sparring matches going. We have to hit the weight room mm -hmm. and, and do all of these things and come back with battle scars everywhere and exhausted. And then you become what you need to be. In fact, there was a king 2000 years ago who put a boulder in the way of his subjects as a way to test them. And an old man, you know, everybody was coming in and they were turning away and, you know, they were giving up the first sign of adversity, probably because they had snowplow parents as opposed to growing up in the 70s like we did. You know? <laughs> but this old guy comes on up, realizes it, you know, takes a, a, a tree branch yeah. and uses it as a lever to move it out of the way. And there underneath it was a purse of gold. 
So if you're willing to do what it takes and overcome the obstacles, you get the reward, whether it's building a startup company, you know, getting that degree, taking the time to train and run the marathon. These are all obstacles in our life that you develop resilience by overcoming. And the reward is there in the end. This is the reason why uh, all the great myths talk about slaying the dragon and getting the hoard of gold. Okay. It's an obstacle. It's a big, scary obstacle, but the bigger and scarier the obstacle, the greater the treasure that you can unlock. One of the things that I love best about this podcast are the powerful stories that many of our guests have shared with us, how they've overcome their challenges, what motivated them to continue to push forward and, and, and keep going has been highly motivating. And I'm appreciative that they've been here to share. And, and so none of the kids, no one, uh, officially, we got this letter home. You have to be able to tie your shoelaces. Right. So the assumption was no hands. I can't tie my shoelaces. Right. And so my mom, she got down on her knees and she held my arms in that parental grip. Yes. And she looked me eye to eye. Yeah. Like I am with mm-hmm. you. And yeah. she just said, Tracy is really important that you and nobody's left behind. Mm. Well, I'm five years old. Right. I have no idea why she's so serious. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't realize if I don't get outside for recess, I don't get to stay at this school. Exactly. And so he, he saw my mom on her knees. Yes. Holding my arms, yes. <clears throat> asking me, telling me nobody left behind. And so now the principal's heart is in his stomach. Yes. And he runs outside to find me. Right. And I wasn't there. Mm. And he's just like, uh, I, I, I haven't told the story in a while. I told it with you just the other day. And now mm. you can't see on the Zoom, but my hair is standing up mm. on my arm, my right. stomach. You know, when you're like, you think of a car I'm accident sorry. or a conversation. Yeah. You're stuck. Yeah. Oh, I've got that yeah. feeling the chills, again. The chills, yeah. And and my and the principal asked my teacher what happened. He's like, couldn't Tracy tie her shoelaces? And she's all confused, and she says, actually, Tracy is the first one to tie Amazing. her shoelaces. Amazing. It's like, well, how come she's not outside? She goes, oh, her little friend couldn't tie uh, her shoelaces. Mm, yeah. None of the 30 kids could tie <laughs> their shoelaces. And what did my mom say? Yep. No Nobody left, left, left behind. Yes. And Got she it. meant me. She's yes. like, don't leave yourself out. That's right. That's but right. I, and that's been my survival in the pandemic is, you know, yeah. if I'm feeling low is okay, yep. how do I make a difference for others? And that yes. gives me the strength to face another day. Yes. And also the power of faith. Yes. Faith is also the power of love. Mm. My love for my family and the faith that I believe it can happen. Yes. I I can I can find them again. So it's it's all a combination of a few things. It, right. It's not all in one. The power yes. and the, the purpose, the purpose that we have 
Yeah. My purpose is not me to survive. It's my family. Yes. So I live for my family. Yes. If, yes. if I don't have that purpose, I probably didn't have enough strength to endure, to, right. to persevere. As I believe that um, I survive and I should use this, I, I believe it might my my victory my victory over the defeat that the 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 enemy want to defeat me want to kill all of us but i made it through yes. and it it's really empowering it, it give people hope that they too they can endure that they, they can overcome any right. adversity um, uh, to your last adversity, and you look at what's on the other side. You've got your son. That was on the other side yeah. of adversity, right? And so, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the attempts of trying to take your life and all these sorts of things, you needed to get past that. Yeah, yeah. The video is on here. The video is. This is going to be a video, right? Yes, absolutely. Hold on, Joseph. I'm going to do something I haven't done in any uh, podcast. This is the first. <laughs> hey. hey so this is living proof. Man. This Good is living proof. Good looking young man. Cute kid. Thank you. Look like your father. I can see his nose. <laughs> Got your father's nose. <laughs> because you're living proof that if you outlive adversity, that... Yeah, you know, because Daddy tried to tried to hurt himself twenty years ago, and if I did that, you wouldn't be here. So, yeah. Now I'm the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, 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 so Charles, you know, th thank you for sharing that moment. It's very touching. And there you have it, folks. Episode 200 is in the book, so we continue to push ahead. Our aim has always been to inspire you to step out of your comfort zone, embrace risk-taking, and live your best audacious life ever. And I want to thank all those lovers of audaciousness for joining us on our ride. It's been great thus far. And do know we're only getting started. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. I do. Uh, I do the, the, clo the clo I always joke and say the closest I get to a professional podcast is I do a three to one countdown, and then after that the wheels fall off and we go. So I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right then. I want to get and, and, and actually I make a public, I make a conscious effort, if you will, to say I'm going to press record now. Cool. Yep. And do you prefer Jay or Jason? Does it matter? Well, we're friends now, so you call me Jay. Awesome. <laughs> we're here now because this didn't happen the last time so we're getting that out of the way early <laughs> it very clearly is happening this time <laughs> here we go here we go on three two and <clears throat> sorry let's try that again have you done that before tell the truth you know <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. Oddly, I haven't. <laughs> not yet, at least. I okay, mean, okay. not kind of wood. But 
I'm in your hands. You just take okay. me on the ride and I'm with you. <laughs> it's funny. I was hoping you'd do the same for me. But I'll tell you I'll what. I'll do the same for you. <laughs> I'll take you go. Love it. Yeah? Okay. All right. I'm in professional mode now. Here we go. Okay, putting seatbelt on. Here we go. Three, two, and... So I'm only recording now because I sometimes I have this habit of press, forgetting to press record. So I'm going to do that right now. That's why I did that. I don't want to lose it. I don't want us to lose any of the good stuff that we put out there. I actually do the same thing. <laughs> Let's make sure my dog doesn't come. <laughs> I did that too. I did that yeah. too. <laughs> you got to set up. You got to set up for uh, for greatness. Um, we'll, we'll get going. How, how about so my top button? Oh my God, I got to look professional. My apologies. Jeez. Such a slouch. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Okay, um, I'll do a fancy dancy three, two, one countdown and off we go. Okay? Great. Awesome. <clears throat> get that water again. Wait, wait, wait. How's my hair? <laughs> same as mine. Same as mine. We got the same stylist. Am I pronouncing your name correctly, by the way? That is correct. Oddly. You got it right. Oddly, Odd, oddly enough. There we go. I got it. And I'm sure I got Mary right, right? Is that... Just want to make sure. It's always important to check. Now the pressure is on here. Because usually you're on the other side of the microphone, usually. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I promise you I'll go easy on you. No hard questions. There we go. The only thing, the only thing closely I do to being a professional podcast, I do a three to one countdown and then Mitchell off we go. Okay? Cool. I love it. All right, it. here we go. Three, two, <clears throat> Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> I, 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 I get the big hype for the big countdown and I drop the ball. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Three, two, and one. We're ready. We're ready. We're go. live. Action camera. Got two good, two, one, two good looking guys. <laughs> well, one good looking one and one's got a good smile. Well, we only focused on the top half, right? So that's all that matters. It is all that matters. I absolutely have jammies on. So <laughs> that's why I ask people, are you doing what I'm doing today or what? You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.